All of the podcasts here at the Sideshow Network are now at the touch of a button on your iPhone and iPad. With the new Sideshow Network app, tune into all your favorite podcasts here at the Sideshow Network. Go to iTunes App Store, search for Sideshow Network, and download our free app to stream all of your favorite Sideshow Network podcasts at any time you want. The top comedians in the world are at your fingertips with the Sideshow Network app for iPhone and iPad. So you're thinking about starting a new website? Maybe you have a new small business idea and want to tell someone or sell something online. Maybe you want to show off your photography. Or maybe you want to start that new podcast. Ah, huh. <laughs> GoDaddy is offering one new or transfer.com for just $1.99 for the first year. That's impossible. They're always $99.99 or $12.99. They're $12.99, but right now GoDaddy's offering one new or transfer.com for just $1.99 for the first year. On the actual internet, or is this some BS sub-internet? No, no, this is GoDaddy.com. Right. We all use GoDaddy.com. Everything I have is on GoDaddy.com. I know. And each new .com comes with a free instant page website and a built-in photo album, so what are you waiting for? I don't Get believe Get your new it. website started today. I think it sounds like a scam. It can't possibly be GoDaddy's true. GoDaddy's not a scam. They have... Uh, uh, that hot check, Danica Patrick, for mm-hmm. their stuff. So it's not a scam. Plus, I use it for everything. It better not be a scam. <laughs> Go to GoDaddy.com and enter the code FORK at the checkout or click on the GoDaddy banner on our website. And you're all set to go. Fork you if you don't take advantage <laughs> of this incredible GoDaddy deal. I'm going to take advantage of it. The Dick Van Dyke Show. Starring Dick Van Dyke. Rosemary, Maury Amsterdam, Larry Matthews, and Mary Tyler Moore. Welcome to A Fork on the Road. I am Mark DiCarlo, and next to me is the lovely, talented, and somewhat back-tweaked traveling diva, Yenny Alvarez. Back-tweet? Tweaked. Your back has been messed up the last <sighs> couple weeks, which really throws a crimp in our travel schedule. It does, but, you know, it happens. It happens when... Uh... When you go tubing in Hawaii and you are protecting your head from all the protruding rocks down the ditch. Oh, never again. Oh, I know, baby. Going to Hawaii was just such a horrible, No, it was amazing. But then I got home and I have this paresthesia, as the doctor calls it. Some weird nerve. Anyway, let's not talk about that. Let's talk about travel. We're talking about travel and food because that's what this show is, A Fork on the Road. We come to you each and every week with a dazzling array of celebrities and chefs and comedians and musicians and basically anyone that travels for a living, you'll find them here. And we have a fantastic show for you today. One of my all-time comedy idol gods, Dick Van Dyke, on the program today. That's exciting. It is. Uh, I well, was... one of my all-time comedy idol gods, John Matta, is also on the show today. Uh, with no disrespect to John Matta. I mean, Matta, Matta Napkins, I'm sure everyone has heard of him. He draws funny things on napkins. I don't think in this... You're not going to see a John Matta star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame right now. Maybe well, you a, will. Maybe a couple years. Are you kidding me? He's the next Far Side guy. Yeah, he is. But... I think Dick Van Dyke is in a league of his own. Yeah, he has his own category. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, some of the best movies ever made, right? Mm -hmm. Musicals Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, Mary Poppins, and then, of course, 
arguably the best sitcom ever on television, The Dick Van Dyke Show. You laugh every single time. You do. The show's... You know how hard it is to write a joke that's still funny 50 years later? (laughs) Carl Reiner and Sam Denoff and Gary Marshall and Bill Persky, all those guys um, wrote some fantastic material. And, of course, the cast was great. And Dick Van Dyke on our show today. I was um, at the Midnight Mission here in Los Angeles last Thursday for Thanksgiving And Dick is a huge supporter of the Midnight Mission, and I got a chance to talk to him there about the Midnight Mission, why he's been a supporter of it for 15 years. They've gone from uh, a crappy little building on 4th Street Mm -hmm. to a multi-million dollar place that takes people literally off the streets, cleans them up, teaches them a trade, finds them housing, and then puts them back into society as a functioning, positive member. It's really a very inspiring story. Um, and at this Thanksgiving time of year, we thought it'd be a great idea to have Dick on to talk a little bit more about it. And then to balance off that good, warm, and fuzzy mojo, we got John Matter from Matt and Napkins, the comedian behind the website where uh, every day you get a funny new napkin yep. co- joke. And he's hilarious. I don't know where he comes up with this stuff. He's demented. <laughs> he's demented. Who else would draw a napkin? Well, he has a great uh, comedic... Um, I, I would say not Tiny? a veto. No, no, no. The, his wife. His wife, you know, vetoes, says uh, yay or nay whenever um, he draws a napkin. So he has somebody to bounce ideas off of. And she has a great comedic timing oh, as well. Oh, I see what you're saying. Every man is nothing unless his wife is in control. Pretty much. I see. Well, I can't argue with that. Uh, we thank you for joining us this week again. Of course, if you missed any of our shows... You can always go to our website, which is a forkontheroadshow.com, where all the shows are archived and organized by Mm -hmm. festival or by chef or by city. If you're going to be traveling someplace and you want to know where to eat and what to do, go to our site, a fork on the road show. And uh, if you have any questions and you want Mark uh, and I to help out, send us an email. And um, there's a contact page on that website. Mm -hmm. You can also call our voice box. Yeah. And the number is 424-250-FORK. Um, also, you can follow us on Twitter. I am Traveling Diva, and Mark is Mark DeCarlo on Twitter. So follow us on Twitter. Go to our webpage, and and we subscribe really subscribe on iTunes. Yeah, we just um, just found out this this week that we have more than five hundred thousand subscribers That's since March. Pretty good for thirty three shows. We're doing very well. Thirty four uh, with this one. We're the number one travel show on the internet, and we want to thank everyone that listens and who has subscribed to the show. All five hundred thousand of you. Woo-hoo! And Thank you. We're looking forward to 2014 with more guests and more trips and more traveling. And um, but wa- now, well, I want to hear from you. So call our voice box at 424-250-FORK and ask us travel questions, suggest guests, give us recipes, or just give a shit. We don't really care. And we'll play <laughs> the funniest phone calls on the air next week. Also, this weekend, I am going to be uh, tweeting. A great deal. One of our sponsors, Yucatan Holidays, has a fantastic deal. Five days in Cancun for $169. But you need a code. And I will be tweeting that out uh, this weekend. So if you haven't already oh, done that would so. Be fantastic. And you can go to Cancun for the holidays. Right. You can. <gasps> oh. So follow me on Twitter. I'm Mark DiCarlo uh, at Twitter. And uh, you'll get the code this weekend. And then you'll be off to Mexico for $169. For two adults, two kids. For a hotel for five days. That's incredible. It does not include air. No. That's too cheap. 
it is too cheap. But yeah. uh, we've people, been, are, people are not going to believe it's true. But we've been to those hotels, and they're very nice. One is the golf resort, and the other Which is... Which is a, really nice with a spa and everything, and a, a beautiful pool with a swim-up bar, I think. Yeah, it's the mellow one. And then the, the one... Then at, at the, the party hotel is, is the one uh, ooh, right ooh, by the beach. Ooh, <laughs> and they pick you up on a bus, they take you to places, they have events. They're right next to Cocobongo, so it's walking distance. If you know Cocobongo, this is within a block and a half. Of Cocobongo. Cancun is a crazy, wild place it's to fun. see people barely clothed and drinking tequila. <laughs> Do your math uh, on that one. So uh, follow us on Twitter. But right now, this 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 really is a treat for me. I I remember watching Dick Van Dyke. The Dick he Van woke Dyke up show. at seven in the morning <laughs> that day, which never happens. I don't think you know what seven o'clock in the morning I try smells and avoid like. It. I try and avoid it. And I went down to the Midnight Mission here in Los Angeles on Thanksgiving. Every Thanksgiving, they do a really great thing. They feed any and everyone that shows up. And people come and volunteer to pass out food, which is what we were doing. And I also had a chance to interview my comedy idol, Dick Van Dyke. And as I'm driving downtown, I, I was praying that he wasn't going to be a dick. Ah. You know, because sometimes you meet people that you... Celebrities and they're, yeah, it's Most horrible. of the times they're very nice, but every once in a while you run you into that someone that's just... one celebrity, you say, may I take a picture? Nope. Or they're just too full of themselves. Yeah. This guy, he's 80-something years old, and I watched him for three hours literally dancing through the streets. They had closed off a street in downtown Los Angeles outside the Midnight Mission, passing out food and candy to homeless and street people, literally dancing through the streets, having a great time, taking pictures with everybody he possibly could. It, it was... Good for it, him. It was just... I think it's awesome. Fantastic. Let's hear it. All right. Stop rambling. Yeah, enough talk about me. Here's our interview with the comedy icon, Dick Van Dyke. When did you first hear about the Midnight Mission and how'd you get involved? I've known about the mission, of course, for a long, long time, but I didn't know anything about it. And about I guess, 15 or so years ago, I came down to uh, help serve. Because uh, and you had to wait in line because so many volunteers on the holiday, and I began to learn about this place, and that it really is the model for all of the other places in the country, because most of the places have food and clothing and a place to sleep and that kind of thing, and usually a sermon, <laughs> which you don't get here. It's a spiritually based, uh, but but nobody uh, tries to sell you anything. But this new building, which has been here now, we were instrumental in getting this thing built. They have computers. They have training. They get these guys sober, cleaned up, educate them, and put them back on the street. On the third floor of this place are little apartments. And a guy comes in off the street. He may begin mopping in the kitchen or whatever jobs there are to do. And they slowly move up as they progress. And finally, every year we have a graduation. Guys all dressed in their suits with jobs. They can stay here as long as they need to until they get on their feet mm -hmm. and put them back out in society. Now, it's the only place that does that. They think it's just a place where you, you can come and get fed. But it's a whole organization of giving people their lives back. And I'm very proud to be a part of it. And teaching them how to fish as opposed to just giving them a free meal. Right? Well, that's right. As for a biblical quotation, <laughs> yeah, it's the, we get kids in here in their teens who've been on the street who don't know how to write a check, don't know how to go get a driver's license. They don't know anything. And they're always welcome to come back here for help, financial help, or those kinds of things. 
And uh, most, there's a, uh, the board of this place is made up of CEOs, bank presidents, and things like that, all guys who walked out of here sober one day. And now they're all very successful, and they come back to give their time. It's just one of the greatest places. Uh, what are some other ways it's evolved over the years since you've been involved in it, besides the computers and well, this? Well, you know, oh, well, uh, the original place uh, was over on uh, oh, just a few blocks from here. It had been hit by, by uh, the earthquake, and it had been there since the, the 20s when this place opened. They're coming up a 100-year anniversary. And it was kind of dilapidated. So we're so proud of this place. Three floors. Every, we've got childcare, we've got doctors, everything. And it's be, really become a hub for, for people who want to uh, get back on their feet. What I've noticed over the years, there used to just be a lot of old guys like me <laughs> standing out on the street. Today, it's families, whole families lined up down that street, veterans who are in trouble. So the crowd is getting not only bigger, but it's, the whole complexion of it has changed completely. And throughout your volunteering here over the past 15 years, uh, have, have the methods of teaching the self-sufficiency changed? Because well, they've improved. With families as opposed to individuals? That's right. We have child care. And also there are, we have uh, apartments in Inglewood and, and various places for women with children, uh, particularly abused women. And we, we put them up. So the, the uh, tab's pretty heavy every year. We depend on a lot from grants and, of course, uh, a lot of... Uh, personal donations. <laughs> I thought I'd throw that in. <laughs> yeah, I started serving and ended up the maitre d'. I started greeting people at the door, and then I began passing out candy to the kids, and now my job is just <laughs> run around and table hop and, and talk to people. I just love it. You have a career to fall back on if the show business thing doesn't work That's right. to be a maitre d'. I sing and dance here, a <laughs> little of everything. You were mentioning earlier that the uh, Midnight Mission's been open. It'll be 100 years in 2000. 14. Yeah, I think that's probably right. It's almost as old as I am. <laughs> what, what do you have to say about the longevity of that, a century of that kind of help in this community? Well, it, uh, you know, it's gotten worse to, to some extent. It seems like the government really can't handle it. And uh, I mean, it's really broken in Washington. So this kind of help where we're helping each other is much more important. And of course, it's gotten worse. As I said, there are families out there living in their cars. Yeah. I, I walked through the courtyard earlier this morning, and, and all the volunteers are so joyful and happy oh, and gosh. outgoing. It, it, it's, it, it's a cliche that you hear, but you, get, <laughs> you give, but you get a lot. Oh, so much back. back. So much back. It gets you out of that, you know, little kingdom you rule inside your skull. <laughs> Have you met some interesting volunteers that you can uh, talk about? Uh, uh, one, uh, I have friends of volunteers. On days like this, they have to do it in shifts. We have hundreds of volunteers, so each one gets to come in and serve for maybe an hour because everybody wants to help. The rest of the year is when we need volunteers. <laughs> Why did you get involved in the first place, you personally? Well, I had a, a problem with uh, old Jack Daniels myself for a while, and uh, that's what got me down here originally because some of my fellow ex-alcoholics <laughs> got me down and I just became, fell in love with it and became involved. I was the fundraising chairman for this, for this building. Wow. I had to go out and beg people for money and we're so proud of it. What do you think it is about the system that they teach here of self-sufficiency that maybe is superior to or different from? Well, most of the other places really don't educate at all. 
And we do. We educate. We, uh, we have a whole computer room up there. You wouldn't believe it. And we teach them how to, how to do the basic, you know, computer skills that, that they need. Uh, and we have health care, too. We get people who take care of their teeth. <laughs> and to come and watch the graduating class is so exciting. These guys are all dressed up and, you know, full of life and ready to get out there. So that's what this place is really about, putting people back in society. For people that are watching this, what advice would you give for them to get involved? How, what's the first step for volunteers to get involved? Obviously, today is a busy day, but you were talking about... Yeah, the rest of the year, we, we could use a little more help. The best way to get involved is, is to write a check. <laughs> because the, uh, it is expensive keeping this place going. And uh, it gets a little harder. A lot of the, the uh, big foundations have cut back but uh, we're having to go out and beg now. What does the Midnight Mission represent for the people here in, in Los Angeles and the community? Well, we have probably the biggest homeless population of any city, you know, by percentage, uh, even of Chicago and New York. I think we have the largest percentage. So uh, we've got a big job on our hands, and I don't think there's anybody else doing it, really, a, a private you know, institution that's doing what we're doing here. So it's, I think it's very important and the job's getting bigger and bigger. It just, I'll tell you, you, go out and look at those families standing in the street, and you know, how can this happen in this country? The people work, you know, from paycheck to paycheck, and uh, they lose a job, miss a payment, they're in the street. It happens so fast, and a lot of the veterans are in such trouble. And I, w I was told there's something like 400,000 veterans right now waiting for assistance from the government that hasn't come yet. Things have really ground to a halt. So uh, us helping each other has gotten more important. Well, yeah, as the government has kind of abdicated that responsibility, well, it it's, seems. it's great to see individual citizens picking up the side. That's the only thing that can happen. Everybody's going to have to start helping everybody else. We're going to go way past tolerance and, and start with some love. Well, this is the day when we all have to join together, forget our differences, and start helping one another. It was really a uh, very enlightening and empowering day last Thanksgiving. And uh, our big thanks to Dick Van Dyke for taking the time out to talk with us. And, and uh, his beautiful wife, Arlene. Yes. Who was on studs. <laughs> I walked into the room where we were doing this interview and Arlene came up to me, Dick's wife, and said, do you remember me? And usually when someone says that to me, it's because they were on studs. And I said, you couldn't possibly have been. Oh, Yes. And I had a great time. She, <laughs> she was delightful. So that was, uh, I think, you know, we should go down there every Thanksgiving from now on. Okay. Or even more I often would like than that. that. Yeah, but it was fantastic. Like so thanks to Dick. Uh, if you want to donate to The Midnight Mission, I know they would be happy for any help you want to give them. You can find them on the internet at themidnightmission.com. Uh, I would not want to follow Dick Van Dyke <laughs> anywhere in show business. But our next guest is John Matta is a comedy writer here in Los Angeles, and he's married to the lovely and talented Rose Abdu from Gilmore Girls and a lot of other television shows. And about two and a half years ago, John decided to start drawing funny cartoons. To make his wife happy because she was going through chemo. Right. And for some reason, he did it on a napkin. And in the time... That's what he had available. Right. And it's really caught fire. He's been picked up all over the country. Uh, celebrities are drawing... 
napkins for him and for send him. them in. He's a real big deal. I know, he's so funny. He is, and uh, we had a chance to talk to him, so let's, let's bring him on the show. From the television, crawling to the train, I wonder who's gonna stick it in this time. Everyone was looking for a little entertainment, so they probably put his hands up when they find out his name, and then they shut down a power all along. Hello, friends. How are you? Doing well. So happy to hear you. Nice. Nice to be here. Couldn't be more excited to be here. You have a very popular website that's all about napkins, and we have a show about eating. And you know what? You can't eat, or you shouldn't eat, without napkins. So we thought you'd be a great guest. It truly is the perfect marriage. Linen and food. Do you prefer a linen napkin to draw upon or paper? No, they're always paper napkins. So the the only rule I kind of set for myself in the beginning was that I could never buy them. I'd always have to borrow them from restaurants. Okay. So I've uh, uh, taken them from just about every restaurant on the Western Seaboard now. Uh, for a while, I really loved the uh, Cheesecake Factory, and now they put a 100% recyclable logo right in the middle of it. So I've got a war going on with the Cheesecake Factory, they don't seem to be aware of it, but I'm four weeks in, so I think it's really early. So they won the first battle, but I, I really believe I'm going to win the war. Well, we're, and, and we're supporting you, John. For people that have not been to your site, it, or it's a blog spot technically, right? How do people find you? What's it called? Uh, just, just type in Matt a napkin, M-A-T-T-A, napkin. And, um, yeah, it is on a blog spot, uh, blogger, blog spot uh, site. Uh, with everything, like I said, I, I just try to keep the budget at zero for everything. Well, you're doing a damn so, good yeah, job. Yeah, yeah. I, I like to be a, a well-kept secret, too. I'm like the Illuminati. Uh, there's some stuff going on with me. I just don't want people to know that I'm there. Well, and we're not going to use this interview. This is just, this is a practice. <laughs> <laughs> it's also zero budget. So, when, when Gary Larson well, retired all those years ago, that was a real hole in my life that's his style of single panel genius cartoon it's like there was a hole in my heart and that then you met john Mayer. yeah now it's beginning to heal because you i'm not saying that you have the same you certainly don't have the same drawing style but it's it's the same sort of bizarre contemplative humor were you a fan of the of the far side no it was funny um I think when the far side was out, I was in college, and I think with, with most guys who are kind of nerdy like me, um, we were into a lot of things up until high school. And then somehow the idea that girls were somehow going to let us hang around them, I got rid of everything, comic books, everything. I uh, was not really aware of it until kind of later when I had looked back at uh, some of the stuff that he did with the far side, and it's tremendous. Like, you just... That's one of those where you just go, I'm pretty sure there might be a God because how do you get those ideas in his head? It's yeah. just fantastic what he did. And um, for my stuff, too, I never really drew before. Uh, that was the other thing. That's why uh, so I did good? this. 
Yeah, well, I the weird thing was uh, they interviewed me at Fast Company, and they're my uh, spart style and how I keep everything simplistic. I'm literally drawing as well as I can draw. Uh, they've gotten better. So, and my trick is to I don't draw anything I can't draw, like uh, noses or hands. So I try to keep it yeah, really simple. It. That's what Picasso did, I think. He just drew weird shit and then said, oh, no, it's a new form. It's cubism. I think he was just lying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's the trick in life. If someone compliments you, don't correct them. I think that's good advice for everybody, where you just don't call them stupid. Uh, just go, thank you, and then walk away. So you're a comedy writer in Hollywood, and about two years yeah. ago, you start... What, what got it's you coming up almost on three, two and a half, three years. Yeah. What ended up happening was uh, my uh, my gorgeous wife, Rose Abdu, was uh, going through chemo, and we were just kind of bummed out. So I ended up going out one day just to go get a sandwich because it's, it's a full, you know, full year of your life. And I went to a subway, and while I was at the subway, there was a woman in front of me with her little child. Uh, it couldn't, the baby, it, it was still a baby-ish. It was about three-year-old, the kid was. And baby-ish. the woman, yeah, the woman, it still had the tags on it. It still had that new kid Maybe smell. she was thinking about returning it at some point. <laughs> you don't want to jump into anything like that. So the woman kept asking the sandwich artiste to try meats. So she'd go, I think he might like that kind of ham that you have. She'd give it to him, and if he liked it, um, he would spit it out. And if he didn't like it, he would spit it out. It was horrible. And so the guy's looking there, and I'm watching this, and I can't believe that this is going on. And this is how a woman is deciding how to make a sandwich by what her son spits out. And the ones that he liked, of course, he made an approving noise, which I couldn't really tell the difference was, uh, you know, oh, he really likes a cracked per- crack turkey. And then uh, I couldn't believe it, so I drew a picture of it, and I brought it home for Rose, and then she laughed at it. So then the next day I drew another picture for it, she laughed at it. So after about seven or eight of them, she just said, you should show this to other people now. <laughs> so I couldn't quite tell whether she just didn't want me showing it to her all the time. or uh, so, so then I just started putting them up on the web, and it was weird that people just really liked liked it. So then um, it just kind of took off from there. And then I just did it. I've been doing it every day since then. Um, do, you have coming be, up on, do you have to be uh, hopped up on chemo chemicals to think this stuff is funny? Or can healthy people enjoy your work <laughs> as well? No. Anyone who's in remission or uh, no, anyone completely can. So yeah, Rosie, uh, it was funny. Like even today, I don't do anything because Rosie tells me uh, uh, everything I, I draw. Rosie takes a look at it first and yays or nays it. So it's a lot of Johnny. You can't. <laughs> uh, so I get a couple of those occasionally. But if you, anyone knows my wife Rose, she really has a ribald sense of humor. So anything that's. Uh, uh, she doesn't, uh, so there's a lot of stuff that I'll go, are you sure that's not too dirty? No, Johnny, put that up right now. Oh, no. Yeah, no, your wife is filthy. Uh, we met, yeah. her and I met years ago doing a, uh, a, a, a what I thought was going to be a really popular, uh, kind of an improvised sitcom called Bar Car, and we hit it off mm-hmm. uh, right away. She's she's in a thousand television shows. She's in uh, um, 
Maybe she's doing Parenthood. She's going to be on um, next week, I think. She's been doing – the weird thing is a year after her chemo uh, that she finished everything, she uh, auditioned to play a chemo patient on Parenthood. So that's awfully weird. And uh, so she's been doing it. Uh, this is, I think, the second or third year that she's been doing that. And people know her from Gilmore Girls where she was Gypsy. She's that odd combination of uh, very proper – uh, but uh, wants to watch The Sopranos every day of her life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she does have a, a, a very ribald sense of humor, as you put it. She's a yeah. So she's been a really good comedy sounding board for you because I've 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 seen I'm going to say probably eighty percent of your napkins and they're they're oh, thanks. they're all funny. We're trying to get a. Uh, it's funny because too, my sister will call me up occasionally, and uh, I drew on this year where it was a turkey with uh, six drumsticks and it said happy thanksgiving for your monsanto family (laughs) and kathy my sister who really sounds like this but doesn't sound like this uh said to what's monsanto i don't really get those so occasionally she will read them and go i i didn't quite get that one so every month she'll go through the six or seven that she doesn't quite get and then i'll kind of explain them to her uh, which is even more delightful to hear her laugh at something after you explain it to her. And the the work is a delightful mix of just silly, goofy stuff and kind of social satire, and then just funny looking drawings. Yeah, yeah. The... John, I love the mice. Oh, the mice! <laughs> I love them. They took they take on a little life of their own. It's adorable. Yeah, no, it's the well. I'm hoping that you know the the plan is kind of now to try to get a book together. So, mice, um, you're writing a book I, for mice, John. How are you going to make money? Mice are not, <laughs> they're not buying books. They have a lot of, uh, they're like gay guys. They've got a lot of money to spend. <laughs> right, because everyone knows that, that they've got a lot. Because the overhead of being a mouse, there isn't really a lot. But uh, yeah, it's weird. I just, I, I try not to repeat myself that much on stuff, but there's some things that I really kind of like drawing over and over and over and over. Um, I've been drawing one with a guy with two hooks on his arms about going, you know, maybe next time you shouldn't pull the tiger's thingy. Yeah. And uh, so I've just been doing dozens. And I don't know why I'm so delighted by a guy with no hands. Uh, but there's some things that obviously that I'm weirdly obsessed with. My sister-in-law is a dentist, so I always like to do a dentist one. Um, and that's a good thing. Is it, The fun thing is you get to do something kind of creative every day. So there's just so few things in life that you can control. So this is like one thing I can do every day that I just do that's silly. And the weird thing has been, like I said, like the New Zealand Herald uh, did a little piece on it. And it's been weird, the people that have kind of really responded to it. And, of course, uh, Yenny, of course, did the first article about it. And then, I mean, I've had guys like Eric Stone Street, Nia Vardalis, Kurt Russell drew one. Um, so it's been really cool to have people that are celebrities or actual, actual artists draw them for me too. And then people started bringing them to life by taking pictures of them. There's a couple in Australia, uh, who took a picture of a matted napkin and it was a couple, uh, flipping the bird off, uh, holding his gorgeous bride and just a really gorgeous couple uh, redid the picture and brought a matted napkin to life. So I've been having people taking pictures 
of real life versions of the napkins. That's when you know you've arrived, when people start uh, ripping you off and calling it an homage. <laughs> I think the creepy thing would be, uh, have you guys ever, have you ever had anyone that wanted to sign something that they're going to tattoo on their body? No. That, I think that would be creepy. I had one girl who asked me if it would be okay to get it as a tattoo on her. And I really tried to dissuade her against doing that. I just didn't think that that was a good idea. Which cartoon? I think it was maybe the chiclet one with the teeth. It was uh, chiclet dentures or something like that. It was something odd. I definitely didn't feel it was a really good one to do, but she really, really wanted to. These are your fans. You You can't deny them the opportunity to herald you as a genius. And if they define themselves with one of your napkins, why not? They'll remember that forever, as long as they say it in a picture. Right, and I think that means then you physically own them, and you can command them. I think... <laughs> About 10 years ago, I was doing a, like a variety show on Fox called Big Deal, and one of the bits... Okay, we, yeah, I completely remember. We, we went to a, I went to a hospital, into the maternity ward, and I offered people money to name their new baby DiCarlo. Wow. As a first name. And someone actually did. We gave them $1,000. So there's a little 11-year-old girl out in Burbank somewhere whose name is DiCarlo uh, Perez, I believe. Oh, wow. Oh, fantastic. I'm going to find her on Facebook. Well, I'm sure like the Egyptian culture, uh, like the pharaohs, when you die... I think they have to bury that they that adult with you, don't they? Yeah. Will be your slave in the afterlife. <laughs> well, she said there was a guy, an old guy at a VFW hall that would be open till I don't know five six in the morning in Philadelphia, and there was a guy uh, doing a tattoo kind of on his arm, and he'd have obviously been drinking Jamesons and probably had some chemicals in him. And as he was doing, I leaned over and I said, uh, "Hey man, uh, why don't you put my name in there?" And uh, he kind of not what's your name? And I, John, and he started kind of doing it. And then it dawned on him what he was doing. <laughs> so some, uh, probably he's probably not alive, but some there, some for a while there, there was a dude who had my name on his arm. Wow. So I felt comfortable with that. <laughs> well, I think, and I think you should, you should welcome, uh, because you, you basically kind of created a new art comedy niche because the, the, the things that are on the blog spot they're actual photographs of the napkins that you draw on. These are not fake napkins, correct? Yeah. No, I have to. That's the only rule, like, when people want to submit them. And, of course, anyone, that's the one thing, anyone's involved, anyone who would like to be involved, I uh, encourage anyone who wants to draw one, I'd love to put it up. Um, yeah, the only rule is you have to draw it on a napkin because I think some people will ask me, is this Photoshop? So I've done 600 and... 60, 50, something like that. 660, um, 686, I think. Wow. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah. He does. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I was going to, I was trying to do a, a big sheet one and do it off the side of my house. Uh, and then I blew up one recently uh, that was Coma Palooza, it was called, where it was just a lot of faces asleep. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, it's weird that, uh, that, so many people have been so nice and wanted to just jump right in. But, yeah, that's the only rule is you have to draw it on a napkin. Um, what about a paper and towel? Like, yeah. I, I've had a, a Frank Conniff from Mystery Science Theater 3000. Uh, he did one on a paper towel. Any paper product uh, that is used to wipe your mouth with, I, I can't say. I, one gal was nice enough. She, uh, she uh, embroidered one. 
where she made it. It was yeah, she did. Uh, she did it on a linen napkin. Yeah, and sewed it right on, which was a really cool one too. So yeah, there've been some, it, and that's I think the most fun for me is always seeing the guest ones, like like I said, like Mel Marco, and just really I, also too when I'm a fan of somebody and they're willing to take some time out to do something like that. Maria Bamford, it's fantastic. Do you ever use napkins that have actually been used to wipe a mouth and then use the stain on the napkin in the cartoon, or are these pristine virgin napkins only? Most of them have become pristine. Uh, I'm always worried about hep C, so I'm a little nervous about grabbing it from somebody else. Uh Uh, Mm -hmm. And usually, like, I've had uh, a couple places I shouldn't have been, like at Arby's, where, like, I was working on one where they go, hey, you got to get out of here. You know, you've been here for too long drawing on napkins. Uh, So that does happen occasionally. So, like I said, too, some of them, like the Wendy's, uh, they used to have the great ones, the the old yellow ones with uh, the picture of Wendy in the middle of it. So some of them you see that be going, oh, wow, they're getting a lot cheaper now. So that's always a heartbreaker when you're drawing something that you think is really good and your uh, pen really goes through it and you go, oh, this stinks. I think the good thing, too, doing it on napkins, too, is uh, it looks like sometimes that this is a secret that it looks like, well, maybe he could draw it better. Nah, that's that's the best I can kind of do. What do you do with napkins after you photograph them? I've saved them all. So I got them in a uh, big, Rosie went to the storage store and got me a big box that we kind of got them in there. And then uh, I don't know what we're going to do. Like occasionally I get calls from people that like want to have me draw one for them or they, they want to buy one. So normally I'll just, cause it's napkin and a pen. So usually I'll just uh, uh, draw it off. Like I've sent a couple to Australia and a couple other places. So that's been also a really cool thing. People from other countries, Israel, and getting notes and people asking if they can get one. Um, it's someone like you go, isn't this weird? I mean, you wouldn't be able to do this without having the internet and stuff yeah. to have this many people that would yeah, really like it. I'm always surprised. Mm-hmm. I think with anything in life, you're always surprised. When a bunch of people like something, you go, how did that happen? Right. And now you're doing commissioned napkin work. Who would have guessed three years ago? Who would have guessed? I, I would have, I have no... I, I don't keep up with doing anything in my life, so even I'm really surprised that I'm still doing this every day. Well, you're doing it, and you're doing it hilariously well, and uh, we wanted to have you on because we are a food show, and everyone that we know that eats uses napkins. So I just thought and it was a everyone perfect we thing. know that uh, everyone we know that's a comedian or not, we have really funny friends, so they really will get a kick out of that. Well, they do. We know yeah. people that. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, have a, if they ever want, if you ever steal, a, it's stealing is really a, a kind of up in the air when you grab a big stack of napkins. Uh, you can always send them to me. I'm always willing to grab some extra napkins. Oh, so, from everywhere we go. All our little places. Yes, grab them from everywhere. You draw primarily on male napkins or would you draw on a female napkin as well? <laughs> What's a female napkin? <laughs> <laughs> those are harder those are harder You're so much more absorbent john yeah <laughs> i've been drawn on this for 11 minutes and i can't see anything <laughs> oh thanks for joining us that is john matta and the uh the the matta uh, napkins matta napkins just go to matta napkin you'll get right to it and thank you so much for having me on it's like thank a joke john. a day it's like it really brings me back to the glory days and this is high praise 
of thank you of uh, the, the, the far side where where six times out of seven you're going to laugh out loud when you see the image because he's he's just a twisted and then the seventh man. time you have to call John and say what's Monsanto. <laughs> <laughs> That's John Matta from Matta Napkins. Thanks for joining us, John, and have a great holiday season. I'm sure you'll draw some very gravy-filled comedy. What a delightful man. He is incredible. I mean, he's no Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be really happy he was in the episode with Dick Van Dyke. I'm happy that I'm in the episode <laughs> with Dick Van Dyke. And you know what? It just goes to show you, I know this is going to sound corny, but even out of something as horrible as cancer and chemo, something good can grow. He might Absolutely. have never started writing these napkins if it wasn't for... He just wanted to his... make his wife happy. He wanted to make her laugh. What a she has a wonderful laugh. What a sucker. <laughs> Doing dumb stuff to make your wife laugh. <laughs> Who does or... that remind you of? I don't know. Uh, well, that wraps up another show. If you've missed any of our shows, we've been on the air since March. And uh, if you're not one of our 500,000 subscribers, you, you should... You should be. Yeah. You can sign up. Uh, off of our page, which is a fork on the road show dot com, or you could find us on SoundCloud. A lot of people are doing that. SoundCloud.com and just look up a fork on the road. Mm-hmm. We're and, also on iTunes. You can subscribe there. And the Sideshow Network. You can Side subscribe Network. a lot of different people, yeah, places, rather. places. And you can follow us on Twitter at Traveling Diva and at Mark DeCarlo. And I think that's about it. Well, and this weekend I'm going to be posting a code for people who want to go to Cancun for five days for just $169. Ooh, thanks to Yucatan Holidays. Right. So if you're not already doing that, follow me on Twitter and you'll get a little... Uh, we always try and do that throughout the week is post um, travel deals and mm-hmm. things that we find to help you save money while you're traveling because the more money you save, the more traveling you can do. So we thank you for joining us again this week. Again, call us on our voice box and ask us questions. We'll be happy to answer them on the air. Give us ideas. Uh, Tell us about the trips that you've taken. Our voice box number is 424-250-FORK. You're going to have to make do with that until we see you next week. And until then, I'm Mark DiCarlo. And I'm the Traveling Diva. We'll see you on a fork on the road. Boy, am I glad this week is over. This has been a rough one. Every bone in my brain aches. (laughs) Hey, you know what's good for that? What? When you get home, get a bucket of warm water and soak your head for 20 minutes. (laughs) Thanks a lot. I drowned. Do you want to get rid of the headache or not?